This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 337. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike. My name is John. Yo. How goes it? Pretty, pretty good, I guess. Yeah, just pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty damn good. Now I got to adjust all my notes because I did that, but I did that wrong. So let's delete this. Do I dare delete it? Yeah, I'll delete it. Okay. Delete it. Now we'll rename this one as... 3.30. Seven. Yeah. There. Okay. That's me knocking. So anyhow, uh, I watched a little bit of stuff. I, I watched some stuff, and I didn't watch some other stuff. We yeah. we didn't add any more episodes of Doctor Who this week, so. We, we watched a lot of holiday specials. Mmm. Nice. You know, like Rudolph and Frosty and... Mm. Flintstone saves Christmas and Jetson's Christmas Carol and Twas the Night Before Christmas and Garfield's Christmas and White Christmas and so I'm not gonna really talk about all those. We just we watched a lot of Christmas specials with the kids over the weekend and some Christmas movies and whatnot. Nice. Mm-hmm. I, I watched two Christmas movies over the weekend as well. So nice, nice. Yep. <clears throat> um, uh, what was it other? I watched a couple new shows. Yeah. I didn't talk about one last week. Uh, I started. Um, for whatever reason, the urge hit me. I started um, Light as a Feather on Hulu. The name sounds familiar. Is it about like young girls doing witchcraft stuff? Yeah. Okay. How was that? How'd that treat you? Well, it came out in 2018. And it's, uh, as they call it, a supernatural thriller. It's based on a book. It's uh, And they did a second season in 2019. So it was interesting, I guess. Um, it's about these girls who... Uh, light as a Feather follows five teen girls as they deal with the supernatural fallout stemming from an innocent game of Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. When the girls start dying in the exact way it was predicted, the survivors must figure out why they're being targeted and whether the evil force hunting them down is one of their own. Um, it was interesting. I watched the first season. I'm on, oh, the wow, fence first starting the sec- I'm on the fence about starting the second season. They're only like 22-minute episodes. Okay. So um, it wasn't as teen drama-y as, say anything on CW because again they're only <laughs> Nothing they're, is. Half, they're half the length of the episodes that are on the CW oh. so they kind of take all the unnecessary angsty stuff out 
and kind of just meat and potatoes. The whole thing's meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. And the the the, the supernatural catalyst was interesting enough that I, I wanted to see how it played out. Um. And now that I know like the premise or what causes the deaths, I'm gonna say. I don't know if I care about watching the second season. Ah. You know what I mean? I'm, when you said that, it reminded me that there was a show a while back that was the same way. It was like, like even though you knew there were more seasons coming, once you got to the end of that mystery, you were like, okay, I don't care anymore. Yes. Because essentially it's like, okay, I know. Let me put it this way. Um, when... It follows. Mm-hmm. Once we discovered that the curse was passed one person or another when they had sex, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we know how it trans is transmitted. Um, now they have to figure out how to try to stop it, or even smile. Do you watch Smile? You watch Smile. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Same thing with Smile, right? Well, think if Smile was a TV show and the movie was the first season, would you care about watching a second season? Nope. Remember, I only got halfway through Smile because I didn't really care. And when you explained the ending to me, I already had it figured out. So, yeah, I absolutely get where you're going with that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, now the second season, you know, okay, they got to play the game still. We don't know how it started. We don't know how to prevent it from happening. Do I care enough? Because now that I know what it is, do I care enough? And I don't know. So I'm on the fence. So that might be something I go back to at some point. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the second season is also 16 episodes instead of instead of uh, 10. Oh, so it's like, oh, you want me to invest an additional six episodes? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you're already on the fence, that's a big ask. Mm -hmm. It really is. And then. I don't see anywhere what was where it was said it was canceled, but I also don't see where they renewed it for another season. So I don't mm. know if like, is it is it done because of COVID? Because it was 2018 and 2019, right before COVID, you know? Mm. Or did they tell their complete story? So, excuse me. I don't know. Mm. But for the most part, you enjoyed the first season. The mystery was enough that intrigued me to want to keep watching it. Yes. And I didn't find any of the characters like the teen angsty drama stuff didn't turn me off. Yeah. So that's a win. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So. And. uh, The other new show I watched was. On um, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode of Three Pines. Mm, I've seen that promoted a lot. Yeah, with um, Doc Ock there. Mm-hmm. Yep, Alfred Molina. Thank you. Um, and um, it, I, I, I like it. Yeah, I had a feeling it was going to be one of those that would just instantly be likable. Yeah, I like it. They do a great job setting up the first episode for you to go, okay, we got a mystery all season. And... It does have a, a B story of like um, 
missing First Nations women and people not. It seems like for a long time now, no one's cared about missing Native Americans or First Nation women. And now we have a bunch of TV shows where that's the main focus. Well, there's two at least, Alaska Daily and now this one, plus there's been others. A lot recently where people are really trying to put it in the public eye like we need to care about this, which is, is true. We should. We should always care about a missing person who is missing under suspicious circumstances and and especially when you have a string of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I enjoyed the first episode. They did a good job setting up towards what the whole season, you know, what, what we're going to be in store for the season. It takes place in Canada and uh, uh, Quebec. Uh, mostly English speaking. There's some French and then there's some Franglish where people speak half French, half English in a sentence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Alpha Million is good. So I enjoy it. Nice. I'm glad. I, I don't know if I'm going to end up watching that one or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, like I said, I haven't watched any more Doctor Who as part of the rewatch. Um, we, well, for me, it was a restart, but restarted uh, the White Lotus because the mm. second season is out now and it's been getting so much like every week there's headlines about it. And people are talking about mystery and, you know, have you figured it out yet? So I wanted to get into that. She'd always wanted to see the original season. Um, the first season is only six episodes. I mean, they're an hour long each, but it's six episodes. Mm-hmm. Second season, I believe, is eight. So it's really not a big lift. We've done two episodes so far. And uh, it's... Um, it's a tough show. It's good, but it's tough because basically everybody on there is an entitled piece of shit. And they're all at a resort for entitled pieces of shit. And, uh, you know, I said, fuck this and turned it off. Yeah. It's, it's their own ways. You know, it's not like every one of them is just the alpha male douchebag, but you know, each one of them has their own ways of you just absolutely hating them. And the whole, uh, premise with the first season is that you know the first scene of the first season is that um one of the characters is talking about how he was just on the island on his honeymoon and that somebody was killed at the resort and we see the body being loaded into the plane and then it says one week earlier so you're like oh who was it that died so you're watching all these characters and quite frankly every one of them you're like god i wish it was them and the one character that i wish more than anything was yeah. alive in the opening scene and i'm like fuck so, yeah, I mean, actually, I do agree with you on that one. I mean, I I watched the whole first season, so I already know how it turns out. But I'm enjoying the rewatch because you miss things the first time. Yeah, no, you do. Um, but yeah, I uh, we're enjoying that. Um, I didn't pick up any new shows. I did catch up though on uh, the rookie because you had talked about that double episode, and then they wouldn't have another one until January. So I, I wanted to pay it its due, and uh, I took some notes to uh, to discuss with you. Um, so I told you that the most recent episode, I told you the B story is like a super lame taken with Gray and his wife going to New York to meet up with his daughter, and she's missing, uh-huh. right? I mean, wasn't that terrible? It was awful. I did like – the one thing that I liked about it was when he kept flashing his badge, and even normal people were like – uh, that's that doesn't say NYPD. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have jurisdiction here. The fucking doorman's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not how this works. Plus, do you know how warrant works? <laughs> yeah. I um, just, so that, that annoyed me. Oh God. It annoyed the hell out of me. Um, the, the caller episode, which, you know, you would think it's a police procedural 
caller means to, you know, nab a bad guy. No, it's bomb callers. And yes. there were three of them. So you can't really call it the caller. It should have been the callers. Right. Um, <clears throat> I'm sick and tired of Nolan's new rookie. And, and the fact that they give her credit for being so intuitive, you know, when she's like, no, that guy's lying. He told you the wrong thing. Cut the other wire. You look at the guy and he literally says, yeah, cut the green wire. And then he goes, Rrr! and he like flinches back. Cause he's waiting for the explosion. sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not intuition. That's going out. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait. I, yeah. I've been around a five-year-old before. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the, uh, the the episode that had the shitty taken takeoff of it, um, where they had the suspect who died in custody. Uh huh. So that portion of it, that was that was good. Mm-hmm. That was kind of realistic of kind of what happens. Like you arrest someone, you got to take them to the hospital for <clears throat> medical clearance. You take them to your holding cells. I mean, a giant fight breaks out, which is just absurd. I mean, really, yeah. those guys, what the, that was dumb. That was so dumb. Like he's not popular. And and how how were they able to get the drop on the officer? Ah, yeah, yeah, everything about that was dumb. But that part was dumb. But the guy, the suspect dying in custody and then the investigation of Nolan's new rookie and everything like that was all realistic that was all kind of yeah this is what would happen but of course you have to throw in the dramatic over-the-top twist of like he has a newborn child he puts in a soundproof case while he's gone which for the area that he was living in the fucking crack den uh bullshit apartments i'm sure that there are countless parents out there who make much more money than this guy would ever dream of yeah. Who would love to know where to get a soundproof container like that for their child? All it was was a cooler with a fan built into the top of it. That's all it was. Is that what it was? Yeah. I, I, I was looking at, at it, it and I'm like, I see the Christmas a, lights and I see the padding and stuff. It's a cooler. It's just a cooler. It's just a so big how does he, cooler. How does he keep it soundproof? Because the fan has to be sucking air in. No, it's blue. Exactly. It's not, but that, so that aspect was, dumb. I don't know. I, I, I do just, I, know. I hate watch this show every week. Just I, on I, the hope. Yeah. That's what it is. It's hate watch. Yeah. You know, Chen's boyfriend going fucking balls deep on buying a house and calling her in the middle of her shift. Hey, my real estate guy says, this is a good one. We should act on it right now. You and I both know that's not how that works. Well, I, mean, I don't know. That's the way it's been lately. Even at the worst part of the housing market, like all offers were due by X day at X time. Like, Fair enough. Um, so yeah. It, and he was just so adamant about it. So over the top, like, you know, Hey, come on, let's get this one. What about this one here? I found a picture of this one. Yeah. I, I understand. But at the same time, it was just, it was almost like they were trying to make us, um, want him to go away so that she could be with Bradford. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is what we're going to get now. Yep, and it's going to fail. Because like she said, I'll be screwing up the most important relationship in my life. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, but you know, brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> I'm I'm really getting tired of Bailey, honestly. Like, she was a good character when we first got introduced to her, and she became kind of a love interest for Nolan. Now she's just annoying as hell. The clown doll under the house. Yeah, I don't. And then at the end when she's like, look, it's a puppy. And I just looked at it, and I'm like, it's a fucking coyote. 
He's like, uh, that's a coyote. Yeah. How did you get it in the crate? You know, and then we get the little boom, 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 and credits. Yeah. And, and the beginning of that conversation at the start of the episode was, you know, him saying that there was scratching into the house. And he's like, I'll just get an exterminator. And she's like, no, no, no. You should find out if this place is haunted. Has anybody ever been killed here? Or Bailey finds the doll under the house. And she's like, don't touch it until you consult an exorcist. Tired of this. This is a police procedural. I'm as spiritual as the next person. But holy crap, this does not belong in my police procedural. It is all getting very old. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, dude. (laughs) It was. It was bad taken. Oh, terrible taken. I told her if she ever got taken by somebody that she should disable the tail light. I wanted him to to go bust open the door and the guy be like, "Uh, sorry, I have a tail light out. I'll get it fixed. Why are you breaking into my place? But no. Did I lose you? Well, after a technical technicality glitch, we're back. Uh, one more thing. I know I just said, okay, so I think we're done with the rookie, but I, uh, one more thing that just, I threw my hands in the air at this. I could not get over this in the second episode when Chen and Aaron are going to look for the baby and they're heading up to 263, you know, apartment 263 and in apartment 261, I guess some gangbanger steps out on the balcony oh, and, and just holds the shooting. gun and does the sideways gangster lean and unloads a clip six feet from Chen misses her completely. Every yep. single shot missed. Yeah. And then they don't shoot him. They didn't yes! take him into custody. Yes. They did not return fire. They ducked and covered and then ran and tackled him. Yeah, which is ridiculous because, yeah, his magazine right now, but you don't know if he doesn't have another gun. You don't know if he's going to reload. You don't know if somebody else in there is about to start firing on you as well. Like, this guy unloaded a full clip. He missed her completely, and they did not return fire. That was such bullshit. Like, there was nothing realistic about that at all. Yeah. Bothered me. Okay. So, uh, Young Rock, what'd you think? Uh, Duanta Claus. Yep. I like some of the messages. It, it was definitely a departure from the normal episodes. You know, it wasn't him and Randall. It was him with a Santa vest and Santa hat on, um, talking about some important lessons he learned over Christmases of the past. And they were around things like, you know, getting people gifts, doing the right thing. You know, it's, it's about the meaning behind the gift rather than just the expense of the gift. And, you know, it, it was nice. It was a nice little Christmas episode. Um, I want to know if that really was a pepper mill for Stanley Tucci that he held up. That would be interesting to know, right? He's like, this is from my buddy Stanley Tucci. It's a pepper grinder. Tooch. And then he sets it down. He keeps on going. I'm like, wait, I want to know. Was that really it? I wanted to see Stanley Tucci come on screen and be like, thank you. And then walk away. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a good. I, no, I was just. You know, it was a good Christmassy episode, which is nice this time of year because, you know, it's Christmassy time. It was not in tradition with, like, it wasn't the story of the week. Mm. 
It was an outside, like, standalone special, if you will. Yep. Um, Yeah. Um, Are you watching Tulsa King? Yeah. You were about to say something about CSI. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, CSI Vegas. I mean, it was just it was a pretty standard episode. I mean, it wasn't no holiday theme. No, no, no. It was just it was just a good episode. Okay. Nothing, Nothing phenomenal. Just another. Hey, back to the grind. Um, the overarching story is kind of done, so it's like they haven't really introduced a new overarching story yet, so it's just kind of like a transitional episode type okay. of thing. Yep, so, I gotcha. Yep. Yep. Um, Tulsa King, you're watching it? Yes. This episode was called Stable. Yeah, so um, in the last episode, <laughs> it ends with with uh, Dwight murdering the guy that raped his daughter. Yep. The package. And in this, yep. And then in this episode, he goes and talks to his daughter before he leaves to go back home or back to Oklahoma. And um, you know, he tells her like, "Hey, by the way, he's gone. I took care of him." what you blah 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 don't you have any feelings like and he's like hey before we start you know who <laughs> i am you knew what i was going to do when you told me what happened you mm-hmm. knew i wasn't going to not do anything about it he's not wrong no no we we get a classic tough guy line of uh her saying, i was handling things my way and him saying, and i just handled the mine yeah but at the same time you know like he's right you, you know, like she, she knew when she told him what he was going to do, rather yeah. she put herself in denial about it or whatever it was, you knew mm-hmm. what she told him. And I did like that, you know, she's like, well, now he's going to be coming for us. And he was just like, no, no, like, you know, hey, he's a bad man, but he's not horrible. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't do that. But of course, his son goes and breaks a his brother-in-law's arm. But of course, yeah. also he goes, we should kill Dwight and his daughter too. And then I love how the old guy like, Oh, help me up, help me up. And then slaps yeah. him in the face. And is just like, What's his wrong daughter. With yeah. His daughter. What did she do? Exactly. What the hell was wrong with you? If I would have known what happened, I would have skinned him alive myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the feds yeah, the rated. Son there, the son there is going to have a showdown with. Oh yeah. Yes, Dwight. absolutely. Like, this is, this is coming. Yeah, I, I'm essentially waiting for Dwight to kill him and everybody and then take over mm-hmm. and go back to New York, yep. which then wouldn't be Tulsa King anymore, I realize. <laughs> but anyhow, no, like, uh, you know, uh, the, the feds raided boat, raided the uh, the marijuana, Bodie's, you know, marijuana place. And Bodie goes, well, yeah, I like it when he walks into the bar and Dwight's like, where have you been? I've been trying to get a hold of you. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just interrogated by the FBI for hours and da, 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 da. Pat him down, you know. I was like, "What are you doing? You think the first thing I'm going to do if I had a wire on was to tell you I was just interrogated for hours by the <laughs> FBI?" And he's like, "Yeah, well, they they raided my place. They took all my money from the safe. They took my stash. You know, all my all my you know product. Da 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 da." His favorite line of the show was when Dwight looks at him, and goes, "I told you," and he's like, "Too soon, too yeah, soon." Yeah, yeah. Told you, well, you know, too soon. And then Dwight. They actually gone and taken everything. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, cleaned it out because they knew that that yeah. was coming. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, Dwight has a meeting with uh, was it McAdams there, the uh, uh-huh. the bad guy biker boss that doesn't go well. You no. overplayed your hand. He's like, if I overplayed my hand, you won't see it coming. <laughs> no, when I play my hand, yeah. you won't yeah, see yeah. it coming. Like, uh, he, so the, he had a nice little promo there where he oh, basically, it was excellent, though. you know, the, the biker guy talks about, he's like, you know, so you, you set up your home and you put food on the table and then you go away for a little while and you come back and you see a stranger in your house taking the food out of your kids' mouths. How would you yeah. respond? And he's like, there's a few problems with your allegory. He's yeah. like, first off, I can tell by the lilt in your voice. It's a little Lucky Charms leprechaun. This is not your land. I feel confident in saying you're not Native yeah. American. This is not your home, and it's sure yeah. as hell not my home. Um, we're both guests here, and so, yeah, I'm going to do what I want when I want, and you're not going to stop me. Because, you know, the guy was like, if you had just come to me in the first place, and if you had, you know, asked my Based- permission – Given me yeah. a taste, I would have been more than happy. And he's like, don't get me wrong. You know, this is meant with all due disrespect, but yeah. I'm not going to be doing nitrous anymore. I'm moving on to bigger, better things. However, if I change my mind and want to do it, it's not a goddamn thing you or anybody else is going to do about it. So yeah. there you go. And then he, he leaves. He, he kind of asks the uh, bartender. He's like, you want to be my business partner? He's, he's like, like, let me think mm, about it. Yeah, I'll put that on the back burner. And then by the end of the episode, he's like, I guess I got a new partner because, you know, McAdam. So uh, there's a girl that works at the horse barn with Dwight's new one of Dwight's new men there. Mm-hmm. And she facilitates their meeting. So she's the go between. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes back because she's also talking to the ATF. Mm-hmm. So she goes to say, hey, what did I miss? Sorry, I was late or whatever it was. And it seems like she's more involved, like she's higher up than you think. But then we find out she's definitely not. Nope. She's just dating or is married to number two. Well, the former number two. Right. Because <laughs> the boss sends him to go shoot up the bar with a shotgun after everyone's left, except not everyone's left. And Dwight kills him. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like he told the number two to go yeah. and, and send a message with a 12 gauge. You know, I find a few shells from a Remington 12 gauge usually makes a pretty good message. They've already had these massive altercations back and forth. Why would this guy be like, yeah, I'll go out there by myself to shoot it up. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. I'm sure I won't need backup or anything. Right. Right. I know. I question that as well. Maybe he thought no one was going to be there. I don't know. Except he did watch him turn the lights off or before he started shooting. Uh huh. And then was firing in through windows indiscriminately. Didn't scream like, you know, hey, I got a message. Didn't throw a Molotov or anything. He's just like, I'll fire randomly. And they easily stuck out the back, come yep. around the side of the building, and fucking filled him full of lead. Just, yep. He bled a lot. Shot him all the shit. Yep. So, um, I still enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. One thing that kind of threw me off was, so last week we had, you know, while he was in New York, we had this whole thing where Bodie and I'm blanking on the driver's name. um, Taylor Tyson. Tyson. So Bodie and Tyson both got picked up separately by the corrupt cops and interrogated by the cops slash the bikers in their own ways. And I mean, basically run into the ground, interrogated Tyson had to give up the password to his phone. You know, Bodie was 
shitting his pants. Um, I legit expected them to be more fucked up, you know, so that when Dwight came back in town, they'd be like, dude, I don't know what just happened. I'm, I'm scared. You know, this sucks. Tyson's just like, man, they got my phone. It had all my contacts in it. You know, that sucks. That's why I couldn't call you. He just seemed like none the worse for the wear. Uh, nobody ever mentioned the fact that, you know, they were like, oh, the bikers got us. Nobody mentioned the fact that the cops are on the payroll. Nobody said to him, hey, by the way, yes. we were picked up by cops. I was held. You know, Tyson said that he was arrested. He didn't say they were working on orders from the bikers. Right. He didn't say they were corrupt. He didn't say, you know, a lot of things. And both legitimately for? working for you. Yeah. I, I legitimately thought Bodie would have flipped. Yeah, I was I, he really came across that way. And now he's pretty much a made man because he didn't flip. And yeah, yeah, it's just like his girlfriend there who works for the ATF. I know it's not his girlfriend, but um, when they're questioning and some girls, are, oh, this is mob guy and drugs and this and that. And, and she's trying to deflect away from him, which doesn't mm. make sense because she said she wouldn't help him. And then later on, she gives him the heads up. Hey, by the way, my, my partner turned, you know, it's talking to the feds about you, the FBI. And then she's like, do me a favor. Well, yeah, go do a drug, go do a gun buy from McAdams. <laughs> and I can put him away and he won't be your yeah. problem anymore. And he's like, yeah. yeah, no, I can't do that. You won't do that for me. Yeah, no, I, I won't. I'm not a rat. And uh, I wouldn't do that. I'm going to let you go now. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Yeah. That part didn't make a whole lot of sense. No, and it also didn't make a whole lot of sense that her partner, who works for the ATF, is like, hey, the FBI is looking for this guy. We should call them in. And she's like, do you really want the FBI here? Stomping all over our grounds, taking credit yeah. for our investigations? He's like, well, they're looking for this guy, so yeah. Yeah, we should definitely call them in. Really? Yeah, didn't make a lot of sense. But either way, I enjoy the show. I'm going to keep watching it. Yep, same here. Uh... Uh, Quantum Leap has not returned yet, but we found out right. it got renewed for a second season. Which yeah. I can't remember if we talked about that yet or not. I can't remember when the news came out, but all I know is I was shocked because mm. I assumed it wasn't going to be. I assumed it was going to get canceled if it even came yep. back from hiatus. Yep. And um, I'm looking at my list of shows, and I haven't watched any more Blockbuster. I probably will finish it. Um, I saw the headline the other day myself, and that was my first thought, the one you shared today. Like, you know, Netflix has canceled Blockbuster twice or whatever it is. Yep. Because um, it's been canceled, so we're only going to get the one season. Right. Um, have you watched any more Wednesday? I have not. Missing out. Watch, watched a couple more episodes of Grimm. Nice. Um, trying to see if there's anything else that I watch that you don't. The only other thing, oh shit, you know what I completely forgot to watch this past week? And I said, I think it's because I worked midnight shift Tuesday to Wednesday, evening shift Thursday. We had the kids, Christmas. I forgot to watch Willow. Oh. Oh, that's too bad. Like that completely, that's right off my radar completely. Just hmm. completely off my radar. So I need to watch that. Yeah. It, it was a good episode. There were a lot of um, nods and flashbacks. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. The only. The only other show I have to discuss is Ghosts, the double episode. I will say this about Willow, and I think we've talked about this already. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of tired of Kit and Jade's back and forth on again, off again stuff. So oh, it, it's, yeah. it's still there in this one. It's too much teen drama. No. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, that's the only other show that I have to talk about is Ghosts. So we got two episodes. It's a double episode, but they weren't like joined together. Um, it's a Christmas episode. What do you mean they weren't joined together? Oh, as well, in like, like one episode stopped and the next one started. Yeah, like they weren't. Uh, it wasn't a one hour special. It was two individual episodes mm-hmm. with opening and closing credits and everything. Yes. Um, but it but really clearly, wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I don't know. I really liked it a lot. Uh, Jay's sister, Bella, and her friend Eric show up. Eric is definitely like madly in love with her and will do anything she wants. She apparently still has a thing for Trevor. Which I had to remind myself of how that happened. I'm like, Same. she wasn't around when he was alive. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so Trevor manages to send her a message that basically says, like, you should talk Eric into being possessed by me so we can be together for one night or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she ta- he, he agrees to it for some unknown reason. Because he's a. Sim. Yeah. Um, yeah. But first, Jay, Sam and then Jay break it up and prevent it from happening. So he can't be possessed by Bella. And then he leaves the next day because he's that's ah, too awkward. I got to go possessed by by <laughs> Trevor. I mean, um, and then while while Sam is trying to fix the sconce or whatever back up on the wall, she gets electrocuted and falls backward into um, Thor. Thor. Yep. I thought Sam was a hilarious Thornfin. Oh, she nailed it. The voice, the mannerisms, the thumbs and the tucks in the pants. The thumbs in the pants. Yeah. Like just the verbiage, everything. She did a phenomenal job, I thought. Yep. Um, Thornfin hates Christmas because all of it was co-opted by the, uh, you know, the Catholic Church, the Christians from the Norse. Yeah, and it wasn't just the Norse; it was the Gales, it was the Celt. Right, but you but know, he's like cultural lot. appropriation of my people. Yep, they're like, isn't this the cultural appropriation you were talking about, Sam? She's like, no, nope, no, not I at all. I don't think it nope, is. No, mistaken. It's different. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a great episode. It's a great show, anyway. Yeah, but it was a great episode. You had um, Nigel and um, Isaac Isaac Higginto. Uh, Isaac basically hasn't been able to kiss Nigel yet because he feels guilty. We discover because he feels like he ruined the life of his wife. Like she always knew that he was a gay, a fat gay liar. And you know, that he ruined her life by keeping her in this marriage. And then we find out that she's actually the one that showed up on his deathbed and insisted on dressing him in his Nice outfit. Which I never, it did not dawn on me until that moment. Like, oh, yeah, I guess it is kind of where he died from dysentery in his uniform, not like on the battlefield. Yeah. So, like, why would he be in his full dress uniform with his hair back and everything? And then we see him on his deathbed looking horrid. Mm -hmm. Let's get you out of these rags and blah, 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 you know, and everything. So I thought that was good. So it allows him to be able to kiss Isaac. Nigel. Nigel, I mean, which is it's interesting that Sam apparently decorates the shed for them. <laughs> I I can see that. I mean, yeah. it's another part of the property. It was a nice touch. But, yeah. She got all the ghost presents. 
thoughtful yep. gifts. I liked when Hetty was just like, oh, you know, Sam puts cinnamon sticks in the heat vents, which at first I thought was ridiculous, but now I'd rather like the smell. And, <laughs> um, you know, the guy does, Eric does try to electrocute himself for Bella to do it, and it doesn't go well, and he he dies briefly. And <laughs> I love when he pops up as a ghost, and the first thing they say is, he's going to regret that sweater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those big gaudy like it's a brown sweater with a rudolph on it and it's terrible no it's a bad ugly sweater christmas sweater uh sam as thorfinn uh has still retained his power to manipulate electricity Mm -hmm. and so he zaps eric back to life Uh they figure out what's going on sam takes back over again real quick he's like quick get the keys we're driving through the property line and I love how they gun the, end, the the car through, and you see Thorn fly out. <laughs> um, you would think that they wouldn't have to do that, though. Like at that point, yeah. Thorfinn was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll give it up. You can have your body back." It's like, "No, let's do this quickly." I do like that Thorfinn. You know, of course, he found the meaning of Christmas and everything, and mm-hmm. and uh, Hetty discovered the joys of lumberjack videos. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a thing. It really is a thing. Oh no, it is. It is. I think when 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 and and then of course Sam loves Hallmark movies. So she's trying to create her own Hallmark movie, setting up, you know, Eric and Bella. And Eric's like, "Hey, why is there a flannel shirt and suspenders on my bed? Oh, I'm sorry, those are Jays. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yep. good stuff. I like the show tremendously. Tremendously. I hope we get how another about, season. How about tremendously? I think we yeah. are getting another season. Oh, good. Did I read that or no? Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. So is that it? Just movies, news, and trailers. Stuff? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I got three movies I'm going to talk about. I have three as well. Okay. Um, well, you name one. Uh, so I... Two of them were holiday movies. One of them was an older one that I've never seen before, uh, but it's one of Julia's favorites. It's uh, okay. The Holiday with Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah, and Jack Black's in it. And yep. they do House Swap. Jude Law. And... Yeah, they do a House Swap. Yep. Yeah, we watched that last year. I think I watched it last year for the first time, and I, I yep. can't remember if Kate had seen it before or not, but um, I know we watched it last year together. Yeah, that's it was, a Christmas It was one. great. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a nice, sweet little Christmas one. Um, good, good characters in there. You know, they they weren't just like palette swaps of each other. They had real things going on. You know, Kate yeah. Winslet's in love with this guy who is just stringing her along. You know, he's sleeping with her on the side while he's engaged to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Jack Black finds himself in a similar situation. Cameron Diaz is just a workaholic, and you know, can't tie herself down to a relationship and um jude law's in there he's got a good character yeah it was really nice really pleasant wholesome christmas movie it's definitely staying on my list for christmas movies yeah in the future yeah it's a good flick yep addison and i watched final destination five okay uh so we finished out that series that 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 series of of, uh horror movies um i if uh, prior to us watching them I could I, I knew the premise, the big the big crash or the big incident that starts the final destination. Because you know every movie has a big uh, catastrophic event that starts it all off. 
Yeah. And I remember, you know, each movie what it was. Maybe I didn't remember all the integral deaths. Maybe I didn't remember all the integral story. But I remember the big catalyst event. I did not remember the big catalyst event of this movie. I remember you saying it. that last time. Yep. So and 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 I did not remember the finit, the ending of the movie as well. Okay. And I had expected once we started watching it, as we were watching it, stuff would come back to me or I'd recall things or whatever. Not the case whatsoever. <laughs> so I do have to say that I did thoroughly enjoy the movie. It was exciting kind of feel. It was it really was like watching it for the first time again because I couldn't remember how it finished or, or anything cool. about it. You don't often get those uh, options. Yeah. And Addison enjoyed it and it was fun. And, and now we got to figure out what we're going to do next. <clears throat> we nice. might do a few standalones, you know, like drag me to hell or uh, things like that, you know, in the, in the, before we hit another um, serial. Mm-hmm. So what's another movie you watched? Uh, I watched the Apple TV plus original movie spirited. Oh, what'd you think? With Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Um, I watched it last week. So, overall, it was good. Um, it is not something that I feel the need to rewatch. Like, once was enough. Uh, most of the songs in it were mediocre at best, in my opinion. Right. The, one that I, the one that I really loved was Good Afternoon. Uh, yes. Oh, that was so awesome them running around because basically they were saying that, you know, back in the Dickensian days saying good afternoon to somebody was basically the equivalent of saying, fuck you in modern times. It was a very big insult. And, uh, so they did a whole song and dance about good afternoon. Good afternoon. And that was the name of the song. It was well, great. even in the, uh, Charles Dickens, the Christmas Carol movies I've seen, there's like, there's the part where, you know, Scrooge is saying to like either his nephew or the people there that were to collect uh, money for the poor. Mm-hmm. He was saying, good afternoon to them in a very aggressive way. So yeah. it makes me feel almost feel like, oh, maybe that was true. <laughs> um, so I really like that part. Um, the story was nice because like. And I won't get into spoilers here. I know you've seen it, but for yeah. those who haven't, it's still the holiday season. Um, the in the beginning, it starts coming across immediately as like a Christmas carol. You know, yeah. Charles Dickens, Ghost of Christmas, Past, Present, Future, and you're like, I literally said out loud to Julie, I was like, so what? Are we living in a universe? Is does this take place in a universe where that never happened? That story was never told, and then immediately they're like, oh yes, this has been told a million times over the years. I think Ryan Reynolds actually says, you know, oh the one that you know the Bill Murray movie and the you know, uh, Muppets did a version of it. And Julia looked at me and she's like, I'm so glad I know what the Bill Murray movie is now. Thanks to us last year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so a Christmas Carol was told in this universe. And the story behind this one is pretty cool. It's a cool twist on that. Um, well, in this universe, it wasn't just told. It was a real story that was yeah. retold over time. Right. And, you know, yeah. it gets it gets kind of repeated every year. Um, yeah, they try to find someone that is redeemable and would have an effect on, on humankind in a, in a grand way. And it's like it's a business. Yeah. Yep. It's these ghosts yep. and that is their business. And it's run by Jacob Marley. And yeah, they pick a yeah. person 
And then they spend a year developing their plan for that one night where they put into action. Yep. Um, like I said, parts of it were enjoyable. Um, yep. I, I liked, again, there were some things in there that make more sense, you know, like uh, showing him the kicker, you know, showing yes. him that one memory that's supposed to kick it off. And he just like runs away and they're like, wait a minute, you're not supposed to run away. Um, Cause no, you didn't say this telling, right now. Yeah, in all the other tellings, they just stand there and take it. You know, they watch everything going on, and they're like, ooh. And he's like, nope, I'm done. And he leaves. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. It was not my favorite holiday movie. It was not anything, no, like I, I said, I don't need to see it again. You know, maybe next year I'll get nostalgic for it. But honestly, like, there's a lot more movies on my list that I would rather watch. I think if the songs had been better or if they weren't doing a musical, like if they had just done it as a straight up movie and left the musical yeah. parts out, it would have been better. Or if they had made better songs. So yeah. and one thing that really bothered me and disappointed me because this was a musical and because Ryan Reynolds was involved, I wanted to see Hugh Jackman show up in some <laughs> way, shape or form. Like he's been in musicals. He's buddies with Ryan Reynolds. I would have loved for him to jump on there and start to do a song. And then Ryan Reynolds, just like knock him off the stage or something and be like, this is my movie. I wanted something. He should have been there. There's no reason with the number of stars that they had in this movie. There's no reason he shouldn't have been there. So really missed opportunity there. Mr. Reynolds, Mr. Uh, Farrell. I'm sorry. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. What's another movie you watched? Um, Dead for a Dollar. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, Dead for a Dollar. Uh, it's a. We saw the trailer. It's got Christoph Waltz, Willem Dafoe, Rachel Bronson, Benjamin Bratz in it. Um. The premise is in 1897 in the New Mexico Territory, a bounty hunter Max Borland, Christoph Waltz, is hired to find Rachel Kidd, Rachel Rosnana, whatever. The political well, progressive, yeah, thank you. The political progressive wife of a businessman, Martin Kidd, who allegedly held ransom in Chihuahua, New Mexico, by Elijah Jones, an African American army deserter. During a search, Max discovers that Rachel willingly fled the abusive husband to live with Elijah. Uh, he is also forced to confront his sworn enemy, Joe Cribbins, played by Willem Dafoe, a professional gambler and outlaw whom he sent to prison years before. <sighs> that was a big sigh. I wanted this to be good. It's got mm-hmm. a fantastic cast. The story's yeah. actually decent. It's okay. just not good. Oh. It's just not good. It was on <laughs> Showtime. Yep. Just not good. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm going to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. Um, so, go ahead. Obviously, I'm curious if our last movie is the same. Most likely. Uh, I watched Black Adam. I also watched Black Adam. Tell me your thoughts on Black Adam. Well, um, so one of my favorite parts is that, and it makes sense, but the kid that plays 20-year-old Rock in Young Rock uh, played, was in this movie as well, in a, in a cameo role, if you will, that made perfect sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> I enjoyed that thoroughly. <coughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. 
I enjoyed that thoroughly. I thought that was pretty damn good. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I liked it. Did you like it? No. Why not? I thought that, so first off, um, we laughed at it a lot. There was a lot to laugh at. There was a lot. Yes. There's a lot of humor in it. Um, no, I mean like things that were not supposed to be laughed at. Really? Yeah. Um, for starters, the justice society was made up of two classics, you know, Hawkman and Dr. Fate, and then two fucking kids that they picked up off the street. They're like, let's grab Cyclone and Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher was pretty much useless the entire movie. He wasn't even comic relief. Like he tried to be comic relief and he failed at it. You know Um, what? I'm I'm, hold. I don't mean to interrupt. No, go right ahead. I think that you are taking the movie too seriously and you're (laughs) deep diving too critically into how it strayed from the, the comics and how different it was. I don't know. No, uh, that's a good point. You make a very valid point. Um, yeah. I was trying to take this just at face value because yeah. the other thing about this is knowing that it's now trashed, like knowing that the DC extended universe is pretty much being destroyed. Like oh, all yeah, the stuff is. that happened in here is gone. So I was right. just taking this as basically a standalone. I was not trying to compare it to Shazam. I was not saying, you know, like, well, here's how it fits into the greater, but you're right in that respect. Um, when I think of Justice Society, I, yeah. I think of more prominent heroes. Well, um, of course, yeah. But it's almost like how in Deadpool we got Megasonic, you know, Teenage Warhead, Teenage Warhead, yeah, and Cyclops because they could only Colossus. afford one of the Colossus because they only can afford one of the X Men. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. You know, it's like why even bring them into it if you're only going to do that. Uh, but what really got me was, and this was my comment to Julia, the justice society in this movie was essentially team America. Like they, they came into this country that's been oppressed for 37 years by, uh, a militaristic force. It's, it's not even like their government. This was invaders that have oppressed this country. And they even say that at one point, they're like, um, you know, for 37 some odd years, we've been oppressed by these people and you did nothing. Now our savior comes out of the ground and you're like, Nope, now we're going to come in and rescue you. Now we're going to bring you free. They even say that at one point, they're like, we're bringing you freedom. You could have done that 37 years ago. Um, they, for introducing so many characters, they told us almost nothing about most of them. Like we did not get deep dives into any of them. They be, like, I had to pause the movie at one point and go look up on Wikipedia because Julie's like, who's Hawkman. And I'm like, well, it depends on which version of Hawkman they have. And then I was like, okay, so it's Carter. So, yeah. and then I had to like read her the Wikipedia and she's like, am I annoying you? I was like, no, because you know what? I'm not big on DC anyway. So I yeah. want to refresh her too. Same thing with Dr. Fate. You know, they didn't tell us anything. He's like, oh, he's the most powerful magic user on the planet. Okay. Yeah. You're going to tell us anything more about him? No. No, apparently you're not. That's that's what we're going to. Um, the Rock. Like, it's funny that we're watching Young Rock and we're seeing his heel turn. Because I felt like yeah. that's what he was really channeling here. Like, this whole time, this whole movie, he was the heel. And he was yeah. trying to be the heel. Like, well, bad. So, all right. So what I saw was I didn't see that he was the heel trying to be the heel. 
I just saw that he was being himself. And if you want to make a wrestling analogy in all of this, you Please. have the good guys in Justice Society of America coming in and going, we're the good guys, and we know right from wrong, and we have morals and principles and standards. And then we have Black Adam, who's like basically the Steve Austin of the group, uh, saying, like, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm just me. Uh, fuck you, I'm going to drink beer, I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how it was. And so in, in the wrestling world um you know when steve austin came in as a heel and then he started beating everybody up and everyone loved him because he was beating everybody up he never changed who he was or what he did he just got cheered for it now Mm -hmm. whereas bret hart never changed who he was or what he did but people didn't care about him or his message anymore so he got booed that to me is like what happened with justice side of america they came in going like but we're the good guys and we have moral standards and principles and you had everyone else going yeah and we're tired of your horse shit and we need someone that's going to do something and take action and that's what he's doing so we're following him you're absolutely right and i gotta say as a character yeah that's one of the compelling things about people like black adam blade um venom ghost rider you know the ones who deadpool the ones who will kill the yep. ones who will step over that line because Julie even asked me, she's like, why don't heroes kill? Like, why, why is this whole thing, you know? And I said, I think a lot of it comes down to the ingrained Judeo Christian values. You know, murder is the original sin and, and, yeah. you know, murder is terrible and killing anybody for anything. You have to be above them. You have to judge, not let TV judge. I think it's bullshit, you know? So that's why we like the stone cold Steve Austin's or right. the venoms or, you know, the Deadpools or whatever, because the, and the black was good guys. Don't kill people. Exactly. And, yeah. and the black Adams as a character, fucking awesome. That's great. I love the fact that he was like, no, these people need to be killed. They are bad people and they need to be killed. Um, Not that I'm going to go out there and start killing people. That's not who I am. But in this case, I do like that. What my complaint was, was that the rock as an actor was spending most of the time with his, you know, raised eyebrow and his the brooding look. That's what got me was over and over again. Like he never had depth to his, his presentation of black Adam. He just wanted to be this unstoppable killing force. And I liked the twist. I really liked the twist. Yeah. Um, but that was a great spin on that. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how comic accurate it is, but I really did like that. So, so I'm not really a hundred percent familiar with black Adam in the comics. Cause again, mm-hmm. uh, outside Batman and Superman, I'm not really huge into DC. I'm familiar well and Wonder Woman. I'm I'm familiar with like Aquaman and all the other characters and Daredevil. Not Daredevil, Jesus, bro. <laughs> the Flash. Uh-huh. You know, like I'm familiar with a lot of those characters or whatever. But like I was when it came to reading comics as a kid, I was Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. I didn't venture too far X-Men. I didn't venture too far outside that realm. Uh-huh. So I never really I never watched black Adam or red black adams comics or whatever um i still haven't seen the first shazam movie that's that's too bad because that one is goofy but it's good i probably will watch it but like you said going into this movie i was like you know what? i want to see this movie they made a big deal out of it rock made a big deal of wanting to do the play this character and be in this movie you know um and like you said oh now with james gunn destroying the the dc extended universe essentially which, let's be honest, I'm not too worried about or upset about because 
quite frankly, Guardians of the Galaxy has been amazing. Everything he's kind of touched has been awesome. Peacemaker was phenomenal. So, all right, Suicide Squad was great. Suicide Squad was fantastic. Yeah. No, the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yes, the Suicide Squad. Yes, his. (laughs) So I guess let's just see what happens here. Um, Is it kind of shitty that Henry Cavill? or Cavill or whatever is apparently not going to be Superman again because James Gunn's writing a new Superman movie. And yep. yeah, it kind of sucks, but I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. I really wanted to get a Ben Affleck Batman movie. We got Robert Patterson as Batman. And I thought, well, this would be fucking terrible. And I love it. I still, that's uh, after the holidays. That's on my list too. Yeah, I really, really like it. Like, I almost started again the other day, and what stopped me is that it's three hours long. After this movie, um, I told Julia that. I was like, yeah, I want to watch that. She's like, yeah, we should watch that. We should definitely. So I think we're going to do that. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And and let me know when you decide you're going to, because I may try to watch it again so we can discuss it again. It's more fresh in my memory. I just bought – I actually – I I bought it at the Black Friday sale um, back last month, but I bought the – I actually bought the 4K version because mm-hmm. it was 4K Blu-ray and digital for 9.96, or I could have gotten Blu-ray, DVD, and digital for 9.96. Mm. I'm like, you know what? I, the only other 4K movie I have is the Evil Dead 2 pack, because mm. um, I don't have a 4K player or TV, uh, so I don't really care about owning that. But I was right. like, you know what? For the same price, I'm just gonna get the 4K. Um, Thanks. That yeah. The other thing is like the, the usually it's a more five ten bucks more for the 4K and I don't care about spending five or ten bucks more if I don't have sure. a means to watch it. Um. So I actually I I do want to watch it again. I uh. But anyhow, so what I'm trying to say is knowing that gun was going to kind of destroy the DCEU as go, what was going on. I went into watching this movie with no expectations. Um. Mm-hmm. Not familiar with the comics. The JSA I'm familiar with, I was like, whatever, fuck it. These are the characters we're getting. Um, I I enjoyed it. Did, does that, do I think it has its issues? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, as a whole, I enjoyed it, though. I thought it was good. I uh, And and I'm not saying you can't. I, I'm absolutely no, no, not no, faulting you for that. Um, like I said, you know, the, the issues that I had, th- maybe they border on, you know, uh, <clears throat> comic book nerddom. But they're never to that point. Like, I'm not sitting here saying Adam Smasher was really like this in the comics. I'm saying that as a character and as an actor, yes. like, first yes. off, I, Noah Santino, Noah Santino is a sexy beast and he looked really weird in this. Like he was bulked up. This is the same kid who's been in like to all the boys I've loved before. And um, he's in that one that you sent me that just dropped uh, the recruit. Yes, I want to watch that. That's on yeah. Netflix. That looks yeah. really good. So Noah Santino is a heartthrob. And he looked really weird in this to the point where even his neck looked weird. Like I pointed it out. It like it looked very boxy. Like I think they CGI'd him to be bulkier or something. Um, but his character was pretty much useless. Like he accidentally backhanded Hawkman out of the sky once. Um yep. he was constantly falling all over himself, breaking things. Like he was the the Scooby-Doo of the group if you will. Um, <laughs> Dr. Fate could have been so much. Go- well, he was, if you think about it, he was constantly snacking. He was getting underfoot. Yep. They had to get him out of trouble constantly. Um, but th- th- also Hawkman was way more arrogant than he had any right to be. Like he got his yeah. ass handed 
repeatedly. Well, and not only that, but I'm like, wait a second. Hawkman, in my mind, is not a major player in the DCU. No. Um, I, I, he, he, yeah, no, he, he did nothing for me. I, I like how he got his ass handed to him like 17 times in a row and then walks into the room and looks at Black Adam and goes, so how long are we going to keep doing this? And I'm like, what, how long is he going to keep stomping your ass? If you just right. keep coming back, he will. Um, and, and also I have to say, Sarah Shai was a fucking terrible mother. She was an oh. awful Oh, awful she mother. constantly put her child at risk and had him doing the most dangerous things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like it's one thing to put your child at risk by like letting him come along with you. But she's like, here, take this crown that, that is powered by six for. demons and yeah. go run through the street. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or mm, at the end when she's like, her, <laughs> sorry, the, the demons, the, the six Lords of hell, Get there. I'm sorry. I guess I'm going into spoilers here, but you know they get their champion and they're like, "Oh my God, the the armies of hell are being unleashed upon the earth." And it's like 24 skeletons. Like that's it. That's the armies of hell. That they need to do some recruitment or something. Like this is bad. <laughs> and she starts beating them off with a pipe and looks at her son and says, "You can do something better. Go." And he goes and stands in in the rubble of this temple with yeah. everybody around him that's like trying to pick up the pieces of their lives and he holds his hands up in the triangle pose and goes everybody let's call upon the power they're just fucking standing there holding their hands up like yeah. I, I i understand it's supposed to be again like you said a wrestling thing you know where they start chanting or popping for the hero but well it's 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 a callback to the beginning of the movie when you know Horatu or whatever like was trying to rise up as a child himself against the, mm-hmm. the, the evil king yep so and, and all the people like saw him from six miles away mm-hmm. and were able to see the little triangle that he was making. Yeah. All I thought of was uh, ready to was it ready to rumble? The one with um Yeah, Diamond Cut Diamond upside, upside down, down is pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep, same thing. So yeah, it was it was a superhero action movie, but as far as a movie goes, I had a lot of problems with it. And yep. I did not enjoy it as much as you did. I was super disappointed by the PS at the end, which everybody knows by now, you know, that was the whole thing where it was like, Oh, look, he's back. Oh, and it was supposed to be like this great moving moment, which once again, the rock gave us zero emotion and just sat there with his little smug, you know, head down eyes, looking up face, the one that he had for 95% of the movie. Um, so it was supposed to be great, and knowing yeah. what we know now, that the whole thing is gone. Right. Well, yeah, because Superman had a cameo in Shazam. He had a cameo in this. He probably most likely has a cameo in the next Shazam movie here that's coming out soon. Yep. Um, which, again, I'm surprised. Like, all right. If you're going to release the Shazam flick that you're basically, you know, whitewashing. Not whitewashing, that's not the term I want to use. But you're just basically doing away with. And you're going to release the Flash movie that you're basically disregarding. Just release Batgirl. (laughs) I was like, I know where he's going with this. I'm going to let him run. I'm going to let him run. But yeah, no, I agree completely. Bring out Batwoman. like Or Batgirl. There's no reason that they shouldn't be at this point. No. Just throw it up on HBO Max. I mean, just get some views. Tonight, while we were recording, there's some uh, posts out there. James Gunn has finally 
addressing the masses as it were. And he's saying, you know, yep, we knew when we took over that there was going to be turmoil and yep, we're burning it to the ground. Uh, we're doing what we think is best for DC, uh, and the 85 years worth of comics that they have provided with us. Um, so yeah, this is what we're doing. There are small, very vocal groups on the internet. We knew there would be, um, but you're not going to change anything. This is what we're doing. And that's one thing about James Gunn is he's always stuck to his guns like that. No pun yeah. intended. Um, where basically he's like, yeah, you can like it or not like it, but this is what I'm doing. I was hired to do this. I am going to do this. And if you don't like it, there's the door. Yep. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to read it. Go ahead. One of the things Peter and I were aware of when we took over the job as the head of DC Studios was a certain minority of the people <laughs> online that would be, well, uproarious, unkind, to say the least. Our choices for the DC are based on a point we believe to be the best for what is the story and best for the DC characters. We've been around for nearly 85 years. Perhaps these choices are great. Perhaps not. But they are made with a sincere heart and integrity and always with the story in mind. No one loves to be harassed or called names, but to be frank, we've been through significantly worse. <laughs> Disrespectful Ike cry will never, ever affect our actions. We were aware there would be periods of turbulence when we took the other gig. We knew we would be sometimes have to make difficult and not so obvious choices, especially in the wake of the fictitious nature of what we came before us. But this means little to us in comparison to our jobs as artists and custodians and helping to create a wide and wonderful future for DC. It's a good statement. And basically, yeah, there's, there's plenty of people out there who are pissing and moaning and bring back the Snyderverse and we want Batfleck. And no, he, he's looking at it from an outside perspective and saying, everything is fucked right now. You know, you've got too many disparate characters. You tried to bring them together in Justice League. Yeah. It didn't work. And then right. it kind of worked, but it didn't. He's like, we're just, we're going to start over and we're going to do it the right way. We have a roadmap now. See, DC was, they were trying to shoehorn it into what Marvel had and they were letting yes. everybody go fuck wild well, with it. And that's what we said from the beginning when they all this, when they announced, you know, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and then they announced Justice League before Wonder Woman before, you know, Flash and Aquaman and everything. It's like, oh, they're putting the cart before the horse. Uh-huh. And then you have the fractured Snyderverse horse shit that didn't work out and on and on and on and on. And you've got Joker and you've got uh, Pattinson's Batman. And that's the other thing. Are they going to try to put Pattinson's Batman into this DC universe? Are they not? Are they going to let that be its own thing and then have another new Batman over here? Maybe if we get lucky, part of this... Uh burning it to the ground will mean that we don't get the second Joker movie. That would be great. Uh, someone wrote, who knows if this is true, but recasting all the main DCEU characters, but keeping some will be interesting how peacemakers, or suicide squad characters, actors slash live on, but others don't particularly when they all have integrated together. Gunn responded. I keep seeing posts of this untrue theory. We're not recasting everyone except the suicide squad. <laughs> I'll be happy as long as you cancel all the DC movies and replace them with Slither sequels. <laughs> he goes, this rumor is also untrue. <laughs> yeah, I just. Um, someone right, someone like posts a meme. This is my Superman with uh, Henry Cavill. 
And someone responds, cool, this is mine. It's nice to celebrate them all. And it's Christopher Reeve. Nice. Yeah. So I like that. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And that's all we can do is sit back. No amount of bitching and complaining. If it was somebody else, sure, you might see some wiggle room or you might see somebody give in. But people like James Gunn, Taika Waititi, like they're basically going up there and saying, no, John Favreau. They're like, no, uh, this is what I do. This is what I'm doing. You're free to not like it, but it's not going to change it. Well, and it's also like, uh, I don't know if it was you that shared it with me or somebody else. I think it was you. But like, you know, we already said earlier, James Gunn's writing the new Superman film and Hank Reveal's not in line to play him. But then Hank Reveal uh, announced that he was going to be working on a uh, Vertigo comic universe storyline. Warhammer 40,000. Yeah, Warhammer 40,000. So he's already going to he's already playing a different DCU character. Now, this is Vertigo comics, so it's not technically DCU, DC, mm-hmm. but what do you think about that? I couldn't care less. I, I've never been a big Warhammer Warhammer fan. Um, there's like a trillion and one games out there. There's comics. There's books. There's the little mini figures that people actually put out on the battle maps, and they measure out the distances to yep. determine whether or not they can reach. Cool. More power to them. It's never been my cup of tea. So same, this, same here. You know, I, the only thing that draws me to it is that Raul Coley and uh, Henry Cavill are both attached to it. And I yeah. love both of them intensely. So, you know, that would be the one thing that would get me to watch it. I like the people who are now fan casting Henry Cavill in Marvel. You know, they, they're oh, like, yeah. we've got all these X-Men coming up, all these characters that he could play. You know, could he be Cyclops? Could he be Wolverine? No, he's way too tall for Wolverine. You know, there's plenty of options for him. He could be Captain Britain, for Christ's sakes. Yep. Yeah, so, he could be. That'd be so, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, if anything, I think good's going to come out of it. Um, I think we're finally going to get a unified DC universe, which will be worthy of the title. We'll have, like, a Batman. We might even get some more of the Bat family. Imagine that. If we had a Batman who lasted long enough that we could get legitimate Bat family. Yep. like. You're leaning on your uh, like button on Facebook. You just gave me like three <laughs> likes in a row. Sorry, I was leaning over to pat my cat. I was scrolling oh, okay. so you know so we could talk about trailers, and I just <laughs> yeah. um on the messenger that is. So yeah, I, I think a unified DC universe could be fun. I agree. I think it could be as well. Um. So yeah, you'd already. Talked about how um, Quantum Leap's getting a second season. Fucking yep. awesome. Super excited about that. I'm here for that. Um, speaking of weird moves, HBO Max is now like, they're not only canceling shows, but they're removing them from the platform. Like Westworld yep. and Minx and a couple other ones that not only are they canceling them, they're just fucking pulling them. And I don't know why. It's very bizarre behavior. It does seem kind of odd, quite frankly. Like, why not leave Westworld up there? Are they just trying to be like, nope, nobody's going to see it. We're done. Get out of here. Yeah. Go buy the, uh, go buy the DVDs, watch it at home. Yeah. Yep. Maybe they think they can recoup a little money from that. I don't know. Um, it doesn't give me a lot of hope for this whole discovery plus slash HBO max merger. If they're clearing house on some of their bigger properties like this. Right. Yikes. Um, the uh, 
we got a trailer this week for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Dude, like I told you, that might be an IMAX adventure. That was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, um, that was that was so flipping good. But yeah, that might that might just have to be an IMAX IMAX adventure to go check that out. So I'm likening this. I told you recently that I was playing the second God of War game. The first God of War game, well, I say the first. There were several on the earlier PlayStation systems, but the first major one for the PS4, where it takes place in the Norse lands instead of Greece, um, was a phenomenal story, and it was so good. But then the second one came out and just blew it away. The the depth and breadth, the cast, like it went from focusing on like four or five characters to like focusing on a dozen of them, but in such a gorgeous, enormous way. Um, that's what I feel like with this, you know, with into the spider verse, we got like six, seven Spider-Men overall Mm -hmm. in this one. Jesus, there are hundreds of them and I recognized a lot of them. Um, but we're getting a lot, a lot, a lot of Spider-Men and they've, they said recently as tonight, I think they wanted to make sure that we knew that Spider-Man 2099 is not the villain, you know? Yeah. He, he looks like it in the trailer. He does. And Oscar yeah. Isaac is going to do a great job of portraying him. I think that it's going to be one of those, like he's villain esque, but not really. Yeah. Um, I think he has a mission basically. And it looked like it revolved around possibly Mayday Parker, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Peter and Mary Jane's kid, mm-hmm. um, which would be very interesting. I think we're going to see a few kids of different Spider-Man in this version. I'm wondering, I, you know what I didn't see in there, but I'm kind of wondering if they dare tap into it is Ben Riley. Like, are we going to get the spider clone? Ooh. We, we haven't seen anything from him. Um, that would be interesting. But yeah, I watched some breakdowns on the different Spider-Man that we saw in there. They were just, Oh, it's going to be so good. It's just going to be so good. It made me want to go back and watch the movie again. It, it might be one of those rare movies where the sequel is better than the original. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. And it's a two parter. So I know that's what's fun, annoying, oh. but it's almost like, you know what, though? We've done that. They've done that with so many other movies recently that we survived waiting that year for the next one to come out. You know, like, um, yep. you know, Avengers. Infinity mm-hmm. War and Endgame and everything. So, but yeah, I'm, I I almost feel like this would be like an IMAX experience, see it on the largest screen possible type of thing. You may have some valid points there. Like, yeah, it just looks so it looks so damn good. And I'm again, I was genuinely surprised how much I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, because I really like I don't know I I just I've kind of gotten away from animated film. Mm-hmm. Um. But, man, I really liked it. Really, really liked it. It's one of those that I could watch it a million times and never get tired of it. Yeah, quite frankly. Like, <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, like you said, after I watched that trailer, I was like, man, if I could put the first one right now, I would. Because I'm at yep. work and I'm not. And I can't. <laughs> uh, um, Warrior Nun was canceled. No season three. Don't care. I'm not going to watch season two. No, no season three at Netflix. They're shopping it around to a couple other places, which is the same thing that HBO is doing with a couple of their shows like Minx. The Seven Faces of Jane. I don't know what to make of that. I don't either. It's um, Gillian Jacobs, and apparently it deals with 
I'm going to say alternate realities. Well, they're calling it an anthology film. So it's like we're getting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's like I eight different know. directors and yeah. each one of them directs a small story about this character named Jane. And she's yeah. a different person in each one. And in one of them, she actually runs into herself um, and has a fight with herself. Yeah. I can't tell if they're trying to say she has multiple personality or whatever, but I don't mm. know. I wasn't sold on it. Scream six. I say the scream six teaser. It's just a legit teaser. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to take Addison. She's excited to go see it in theaters. Kanan will I probably want to go as well. So it's, it's going to be weird that we have no, you know, Nev Campbell in it, but, oh well, mm. yeah. What did you think of 65? I'm not sure what I think about 65. So what I think, I really enjoyed the beginning of the trailer. It says here, yeah, I really enjoyed the beginning of the trailer. I thought, man, this is really cool looking. Like, I like this. Oh, they, you know, it's an Adam Driver movie. He's rescuing, you know, the space movie. They crash land on a planet, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, oh, I, I think this is Earth. Are they going to say that they landed on Earth in the dinosaur age prior to mankind being on Earth and that these are the first, like, they say this is Adam and Eve. That's creepy, blah, 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 blah. And then by the end of the trailer, they're like, we're on Earth. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure if they're trying to, like you said, if they're trying to do yeah. a twist on this is the origin of the species or, you know, are they going to get off the yeah. planet and be like, yeah, we're not coming back here till there's humans like us or are they the original humans and what happened to their technology? Right. Like, right. <clears throat> um, you know, Sam Raimi produced it. Danny Elfman did the music. Um, I'm definitely going to watch it at some point. I'm not saying it's a theater movie, but no. I like Adam driver. Um, so I'm definitely going to watch it at some point. Yep. Yep. You sent me the trailer to extraordinary. What'd you think of that? <laughs> I love this. Yeah. So it's it basically great. a world where at some point in their life, it's what teenage or something. Um, yeah. Everyone gets a, a superpower. They yeah. One superpower and, and everybody has one, but this girl has not gotten her power. developed one. Yeah. And uh, so she's, and it's very British and she's trying yes. to navigate this world without a superpower. And she's pretty average. With literally everyone has something for a superpower. Exactly. Yep. I li- and I like some of her comments, like, you know, the one girl who she's like, oh, I'm going to get power. She's like, no, it's not like you just wake up and you suddenly have it. It's not like the moment you turned that age. And 18. then she rips the door yeah. off the the fridge and she's like, look, I'm super strong. Yeah. And then the, the main character is like, is nobody going to comment on the fact that she just destroyed a refrigerator? Yeah. No, that looks good. Um. Um. I sent you, you sent me the trailer to the whale, the Brendan Fraser one that's going to give him an Oscar. Yes. Um, because we'd gotten that teaser and both of us were like, I have no idea what this is about. Yeah. Now we know more what it's about. And yeah, it's a heartbreaker tearjerker. Yeah, definitely seems at a time. No doubt about it. And, um, but it's Brendan Fraser. So yep. It's going to yep. be amazing. Right. And he's good, but he's had some rough few years in Hollywood now. And yeah, not his fault, but yeah. You know, he's gotten shat upon and ridiculed and whatnot like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like he has been nominated. Like if you look at all these film festivals and critics and this and that and everything, like, mm, yeah, 
yeah, he he he's 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 won a lot of stuff. He got the like the St. Louis Gateway Film Critics Association Award and and the uh, gosh, just a lot of awards. Yeah, a lot of awards or nominations or whatever. So I have a feeling that, that he's gonna. I have a feeling he's gonna get a the academy at least an Academy Award nomination. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we didn't get the uh, the actual yeah award. Yeah, and it's a Darren Aronofsky film, and and he has he's yep he's he's done a few good movies or two, huh? Hmm. Um, you had sent me that trailer for the recruit, which we had mentioned earlier. Very excited about checking that out. That came out this past Friday, but I didn't have time to start watching it. I'm assuming you yeah, didn't either. He's a young guy. He's a new, new CIA, CIA agent. He gets in, he, he really doesn't know what he's doing, or maybe he comes off arrogant or he gets into trouble. I don't know. Trailer looks great. Yes. Yep. And the series is on Netflix now. So I plan on checking it out. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, James Gunn. Oh, th- a good person. Hmm. Holy cow. Hmm. I mean, holy cow. Hmm. Um, basically, what they tell us in the trailer <coughs> is that uh, Florence uh, Pugh's character mm-hmm. um is engaged to be married to a fella, and is involved in a fatal car crash where the person that dies is her soon to be sister-in-law. And apparently she breaks up with her fiance, but yet he, she and her, what would have been future father-in-law Morgan Freeman appears Mm -hmm. to end up in the same, maybe AA meeting or something or rather. Some kind of a rehab. Yeah. And, and the movie is basically kind of like their relationship after this accident. And it looks emotionally draining and daunting and it looks really cool. And it's a Zach Braff film. Yeah, that's the other thing, Zach Braff. Yeah. Uh, I saw a picture the other day that Donald Faison posted on Instagram, and it had Zach Braff and Don's wife. And it said, he said something like, you know, here's a rare picture. Uh, One of the people in this picture um, is celebrating the fact that they just released a trailer for their upcoming movie that looks amazing, blah, blah, blah. The other one is celebrating 10 years of marriage to me. And my first comment was going to be like, which is which? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, who is it? Well, no, I think they've been together longer than 10 years. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, But yeah, no, that that looks really good. You know what doesn't look really good? Barbie. Um, Barbie. Yeah. No. Why would you send that to me? Uh, I had to see it. You have to see it. And the fact that Greta Gerwig decided that her first trailer for the Barbie movie would be a shot for shot remake of the opening parts of 2001 and that instead of monkeys and an obelisk, it would be little girls with dolls and then looking up and seeing Barbie and throwing their dolls up in the air the same way that the monkeys threw the bone up in the air. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. I wonder what Stanley Kubrick thought of that. (laughs) 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 Holy shit. Um, no, I'm not looking forward to that. It's going to have to be something pretty amazing for me to want to watch that. And that's not me being yep. anti Barbie. That's me being this movie looks ridiculous. <laughs> and they still haven't told us what it's about. You know, we've got a ridiculous Barbie, a ridiculous Ken. But what is the premise? What is the story? 
is this supposed to be taking place in Barbie's world or is this a real world person who has a life like Barbie? Like, I don't know. Uh, you sent me the, the, uh, we got, uh, uh, July 7th, January 17th, night courts coming back to Peacock and NBC. Or I had forgotten that they were doing Peacock. that, honestly. Yes. And I do like the fact it's pretty much the only person, uh, Melissa Ranch is playing the, the judge. But John Larroquette's back as Dan Dan Fielding. Yep. So it yeah, kind of ties it into the original. Yep. And she's supposed to be playing the daughter of Harry. Oh, Harry is Stone. she? Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's another nod to the original. Like we said, Netflix killed Blockbuster again while canceling the Blockbuster TV show. Yep. And you sent me the trailer to Oppenheimer. This is the one where they're really proud of the fact that they recreated a nuclear explosion with practical effects, not CGI. They use like 17,000 pounds of dynamite or something to recreate the look and blast of a nuclear warhead. It'll be up for a lot of awards. It'll probably win a bunch of them and I'll see it eventually. It's really not a high one on my list though. Yeah, I know. I'll get around to it eventually. Like like you said, Cillian uh, Murphy is playing Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, it'll be interesting. Yep. So. The only other thing that popped up tonight while we were talking is uh, Harvey Weinstein has been found guilty of rape and sexual assault. Well, Finally. that took long enough. I, I was going to say, how long has this trial been going on? Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely taking long enough, but he won't get any time because he's 70 and he's sick. Yeah. 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 Yeah, He'll get he'll get some compassionate leave or some shit like that. Most likely. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you do? Nothing. Yeah, I call it a podcast. Yep, I think that is. I think that is as well. It's the podcast. Yeah. Well, on that note. Oh yeah, on Twitter I'm Superstar Mel because that still exists. <laughs> Barely. I mean, Elon put a post out yesterday asking people if he should resign. He gave them a poll and asked if he should resign, and it was overwhelmingly yes. But yeah. well, he who knows if he will. But also now on Twitter, you can't share any other social links to any other social media sites. Yeah. Yeah. So. Isn't that great? Um, and I am the Quantum Geek, G33K. And uh, that's, that's our show. show. Talk to you next week.